Sonic Microphone on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC hit series, Doctor Who. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing the 2022 New Year's Day special of Doctor Who. Okay, it's just so weird saying 2022. Yes. (laughs) I know we're only a few days in. I have already messed up writing the date. (laughs) I will tell you that. Oh, yeah. And it's like something, it's like, damn it. I swear to God, I was still messing up 2021. So, I mean, <laughs> it's never going to be right for me. I just walk around with a little stamp like they used to have in the library and adjust it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Steve, I honestly forgot that we were supposed to get a few more specials after this. And I right. was thinking that this was Jody's final run. And I was like, oh my gosh, especially with what happened so early in the episode. I freaked right, out. Yes. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, this isn't right. I'm like, oh, hold on. And I'm so confused. So I have so many questions, but I know we'll get there. We always get to the questions, but right. overall, like when you were going through the episode, I will say not, and not at the end, because there's still some questions at the end, but going through the episode, were you confused and had big question mark over your head or was it just me? didn't take but about three minutes in to go oh we're doing a time loop story and then it kind of fell into place as the doctor realizes oh each time through is a minute less and we got to be out of here before midnight or we aren't so yeah it was just kind of your run-of-the-mill doctor who story actually (laughs) just centered around new year's eve i don't know you were way more ahead of it than i was of course, I was a little tired. I was making progies earlier in the day. So, you know, maybe that was my problem. Yep, could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have any news? Well, we do, but I'll get to that at the end. We don't have any ratings as they have not been released yet. All the rating gurus and reporters are still battling hangovers, I guess, because <laughs> they only had up to Friday. They didn't even have Saturday out, so. Maybe they didn't think anybody was actually watching TV over the weekend because they were battling their own hangovers. (laughs) All right, let's jump into Eve of the Dalek. Sarah owns and runs Elf Storage, and Nick is a customer who visits his unit every year on New Year's Eve. This year, however, their night turns out to be a little different than planned. Why New Year's Eve? You're like, yeah, I'm going to go about midnight to my storage unit. It's like, really? Yeah, like all sorts of other time. And you're like, this is the time I need to go. Which do we find out why? But it just seems. Right. Yeah. It was because of her. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like. The only uh, time he knew that she would be there. I mean, 
I don't think there's any 24-hour storages out here, at least not where I live. Like, right. They, they have a time to close. So that's why I'm like, this is weird. You're going to wait till almost midnight. Yeah. Okay. So we have a storage building in Manchester and a woman named Sarah who really doesn't want to be there spending New Year's Eve, which I can't blame her. But her employee, Jeff, has decided not to show up again. And here's question one, because as we get through it, I'm like, first of all, I was thinking, is Jeff real? Like, I was starting to question that. (laughs) But then all the way at the end, I'm like, wait a second, is he living there? Then how is he not there already? So he's out celebrating New Year's Eve. (laughs) Uh, What a weirdo. Her only customer, apparently, for the entire storage unit, which we find out later, is a guy named Nick, who asked to go to his unit and put in this old Monopoly game. Now, that was a heck of an old Monopoly game, too. Yes, it was. (laughs) So, I was starting to, like, scratch my head and going, is he some kind of time traveler? This is getting weird. But, alas, he was not. At least not that we learned. Right. Well, it's later revealed that he takes stuff from his ex-girlfriends, who left it at his place at some point, and puts them in storage, which seems rather odd, which, yeah. If it's not super important at that point, just, like, yeah, toss it. Because what we see in the storage unit? (laughs) Now, okay, the stack of books, I would have probably gone back for. Right. But you see, like, yeah, the Monopoly game, there were shoes. Somebody's ski. Yeah. And that was a big ass storage unit. I will tell you that. Right. Bad storage units, they're not that big. Like, no. Even the biggest one from my apartment was not that big. Yeah. I'm like, dang, how much is this costing? This probably costs as much as an apartment. But anyway, side note there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, meanwhile, has to deal with getting New Year's texts from friends and family. And her mom calling just before the new year, and then it gets worse. I love her mom's like, but the lines will be busy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what year are you calling from is what I'm starting to wonder. Exactly. It's like, have you ever gotten a busy signal anymore? I mean, I guess in a catastrophe, but geez. Right. Meanwhile, the TARDIS needs a place to sit down and repair itself. It'll do a reboot while the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan spend some time on an sentient alien beach which i thought was really kind of cool i'm like oh some place we're gonna see that we haven't seen before exactly i was psyched for it (laughs) yeah you get to see the pictures like oh okay this is interesting of course that's not where they wind up are you surprised (laughs) i want to say when the doctor's like okay all right we have to reset we're going to be kind of locked out that's why we're going here yada yada when I pull this lever, we have seven seconds to get out of the TARDIS. At that point, why don't you say, hey, Dan, yes, why don't you go stand by the door? Right. Like, <laughs> because if we're all in here, we're going to die. So instead, yeah, it's that... like, let's all stand around here so we're going to bump into each other and each cause other. more problems. <laughs> yeah, knock each other over and nobody gets out. Right? Like, seriously, I'm like, uh, that's probably not the best of ideas. Go over there. And here, hold my coat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there should have been some forethought, but I digress. The TARDIS ends up landing in Sarah's storage building, and all of a sudden, when she does pull that lever and they run out the door, because we start seeing weird things happening inside the TARDIS, the outside of the TARDIS is cracking. Now, I was freaking out. I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be like vines or something around it, keeping it closed, like fire? What is this? Is it going to crack and explode? Or are we going to suddenly see the doctor and 
Vincent pop up? What's happening here? Yeah. It was strange. Yeah, I was concerned as well and just hoping that, yeah, that was just the energy the TARDIS was needing to deflux itself. Deflux. That's a word now. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. We get to see Nick reaching his storage unit and suddenly the power goes out. And again, creepy vibes all around because all the lights go red. Okay. Right. <laughs> what is up with that? Well, that just means more than likely this building was built in the 30s or 40s. Okay. And that was one way to be able to see if the power was actually knocked out. Ah, interesting. Was used some red lights during World War II. I had no idea. I'm glad somebody knew it because it wasn't me. (laughs) Of course, Nick sticks his head out and he's like, what's going on? And he gets to come face to face with a Dalek and gets killed. They've upgraded their weapons. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a Gatling gun that he has. Yes. <laughs> well, Sarah yeah. ends up also finding the Dalek and getting killed, which I was like, oh, okay, we're starting off with death. I guess we didn't need to learn their names, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but it gets worse because then the doctor and her companions also find a Dalek and they also die. And this kind of freaked me out because Jody, when she looks, she's like, no, not like this. And then she dies. And that's like I said, I thought this was the last one. I'm like, she's dead. We're like five seconds into the episode. (laughs) What's going on? Exactly. (laughs) But then I was thinking She was pretty surprised that her Sonic had no effect on their weapons. Yes. Yeah, that was interesting. But then I kept thinking, wait a second. He mentioned something, the Dalek that is, about coming there because of the flux. And I can't remember if he mentions it now or later because the Dalek mentions how they've learned and they've adapted and that's why they're not affected by her Sonic. But I'm yeah, thinking, wait a minute. I thought all the Daleks the, uh, were dead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they were going to be stupid enough to send every single one of them. Just See, like they, Cybermen probably didn't do that either. So See, that's why I was like, yeah, we're going to questions. Yeah, there's going to be ragtag Daleks and Cybermen roaming around that we'll have to deal with from time to time. But who knows? They may be able to rebuild their armies once again. They always, they always seem do, to. Right? All you yeah, need is but one it was Cybermen. The, oh, yeah. No, the Daleks received, well, they discovered the TARDIS signal. As it was going through its defluxification, and that's what got their attention and why they popped in. See, I was trying to figure out, because I have no idea how they translate stuff, when at one point the Dalek says they'd been there for like nine realms, or realms. Yeah. It's like, wait, (laughs) is that supposed to be like years or something? Like, what's going on? So I was wondering if that kind of gets explained somehow, and why the Daleks are there, but... I guess we'll figure it out some some way, somehow, when we move forward in not just this episode, but in the series. But is this the end for the Doctor? I feel like that needs to be a dramatic, old-timey, like, radio sound. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this the end? No! It's a variation of Groundhog's Day, though, because, bam, the cracked TARDIS has created a time loop, and it has to be broken. Now, I knew something had to be up when... Sarah looked at her phone and you it was very prominent. You seen the time on it. Right. 
And it's like, it just didn't click right away for me. Yeah, didn't me either. But we do see the gang outside of the TARDIS. And thankfully, Dan's like, does anybody have proper deja vu right now? And they all remember getting killed and have no idea what happened, though. And we find out the building's locked in a time loop and the Daleks keep killing and they keep learning and anticipating the changes, which are never good. And the loop is shortening by one minute each time. Again, like we started with what, nine minutes? Yep. I'm trying to figure out when we get to the end, um, how fast are they running exactly? Like, are they like (laughs) beaming to the areas? Because if it's several floors... I don't even think Usain Bolt can make it as fast as they were supposed to. No. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way. By the end, when they had (laughs) the doctor and Yaz getting all the uh, explosive stuff down to the basement with the firework. Yeah, no, that they wouldn't have had enough time to do that. Yeah. Like I said, they couldn't have done it with nine minutes left. (laughs) Right. Unless they had a little help from Scotty beaming the stuff everywhere. But right. Yes. Movie magic. And we have yet to make that connection. (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome oh yeah but let's get back to the show and the daleks who unexpectedly expectedly i don't know how to say that exactly (laughs) they end up killing the doctor and she's being blamed for killing all of them because of the flux but it wasn't actually her it was the santarans she just kind of stole the whole idea and didn't stop it so i guess it's kind of the same yeah but, From a Dalek perspective, it is. It doesn't matter who created it. She's the one who implemented the change, and the Daleks were still wiped out. So. Right. <laughs> and nobody is making it out of this situation alive. Every time they go through the loop, everybody dies. It's quite a situation. Yeah. What's best about this episode is how the time loop affects everyone, but also reveals information they never knew before. This is especially true for Sarah, who learns Jeff stored a heck of a lot of stuff that's forbidden (laughs) from old canned beans with meat, which, isn't that chili? Yes. That's three years out of date. Yuck. To stuffed animals. And I don't mean the cute kind of stuffed animals. I mean, like, taxidermy stuffed animal. Right. Yes. That was kind of creepy. And I love it how she's like, I told him he can use one storage unit. And there was, let me see, we had the animals, we had clothes, we had some unknown substances that were flammable. Right. The apartment. Yeah, the explosives. Yeah. The cans of food. The cans, food. The fireworks that didn't make it up there yet. Right. Who knows what else? <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at about five or six at least. Yes, on multiple floors. Right. So <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Thanks for taking advantage, but apparently having only one customer, they've kind of given up hope anyway. But I love it that Sarah is mad at Jeff for for about 30 seconds. And right. Jeff, we don't know who he is anyway. I was wondering if that's supposed to be Jeff at the very end, by the way. Could have been. Like, because they're just, oh, just for me. It's like, yeah, that's your stuff blowing up, dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have no home now, Jeff. <laughs> Sarah just turns it around and she's like, I'm blaming the doctor. You're the reason that these robots are here. And they're like, Dalek. She's like, it's a stupid name. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't give them to him. They gave it to him. (laughs) Oh, it's not like we named them. We're just here because of them. Hello. The doctor would, well, probably agree with everything, but not explain why. But she does happen to say that all she knows is no one has to die because of her past. It's like, wait, what? 
So yeah, hold on a minute. Yeah, that was a big question for me. What do you think that was? Because I don't think it was just the flux thing. No, I don't think so either. The Daleks have wanted the doctor dead forever. So yeah, that's now with the flux and, and swarm and azure. I could see her going, well, yeah, they want me dead, but I don't know why. I'm it has to do with something I did in the past that I yeah. don't even remember. So, Because I thought the doctor pretty much fixed everything with the Daleks at one point. But then, I don't know, it feels like it was fixed, but not fixed. So we're here with the craziness. But I guess the flux thing kind of, it doesn't matter if everything was good before, because the flux thing kind of yeah, really off again. Yeah. Up. Yeah, anybody that survived the flux is probably very upset with the doctor. (laughs) I would say yes. We get to see Dan take a moment who he's going to save them for a minute. As long as they make sure the next time loop happens, don't move on without me. Because we get to see him, and it was pretty much a hoot, grabbing a box and going to the Dalek, pretending to be looking for a place to store his stuff, and just... Doing stupid stuff with... Screwing with the dollars yeah. big time. <laughs> Are you some sort of automated, like, staff? And I just need some place to store my stuff. And the Daleks, like, we do not store stuff. I love that. It's like, hmm, you picked the wrong job and then, he walks around, Yeah. <laughs> and he's able to walk around and keep from getting shot for a couple of rounds. I know, <laughs> the Dalek Jump on him or something on the back. The back, yeah. Jump on the back and let him just spin himself into (laughs) short circuiting. I mean, he even mocks his voice like, oh. Oh, I know. know, That's not very friendly. And I love the, uh, I'd like to speak to your manager. Daleks do not have managers. Managers. (laughs) Like, well, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? Yep. And then I love it when the Daleks like, oh, you're a friend of the doctor. Yeah. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I love when he's like, took you long enough. And then just like stands there smiling as he gets zapped into oblivion. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah, hopefully he is going to come back because it starts to get a little worrisome for a little bit. Yep. It's also pretty interesting that Yaz keeps protesting every time the doctor tells her to stay while she's trying to distract the Daleks and find a way to not have everybody die. And Yas is just mad. It's like, okay, what is the meaning? And I don't know. I'm guessing we're going down the whole road with like Rose and Martha, which I hate when that happens. Right. But I don't know if it's going to be said. I mean, it was said, but only by Dan. Right. So, I mean, is this unrequited thing going to happen this way? Or are we going to see, but I love you and tears and a whole bad wolf situation? I didn't like that. Yeah, I, well, it would not surprise me to see another Tenet and Rose happen here with the Doctor and Yaz. And it's not until there's nothing the Doctor can do to save Yaz that she'll admit she has feelings for her, too. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Do I want it? Not necessarily. (laughs) I don't necessarily want that, but... At the same time, I feel like the way they wrote Yaz, it was never like her throwing herself at the doctor. Right. Very true. And I felt like that's how they kind of wrote Rose personally. But so maybe it won't be so bad if it's not like. Right. Oh, here's my boyfriend who's traveling with us. But yeah, I'm going to ignore him. Yeah, we'll (laughs) see. We'll see how that plays out. Right. Because right now we're trying to figure out how to get out of the building 
and escape the Daleks because we're going to die otherwise. Yeah. At one point, we do get Nick surrounded by two Daleks, which was interesting because it's like, oh, where'd the second one come from? And I love it because he ducked and they shot each other. I'm like, oh, big angels there. (laughs) The angels were looking at each other. It's like, all right. He was dancing a little bit. I half expected one because like you've seen the the little alien guy inside right. i half expected him to like twitch and shoot him yes <laughs> i did too but eventually everything leads to the idea of destroying the storage unit i love it that sarah didn't want anyway but she's like i have to check with my insurance it's like really insurance? <laughs> that probably not the best of ideas but okay sure we'll take some yeah. extra time yeah. <laughs> and this is where we're getting have. less and less time and everybody right. is like all over the place and moving like really fast. I'm so confused with that. But again, we'll chalk it up to movie magic. Everybody's able to move quick. Maybe she sonics the elevator so it moves fast. I don't know. But ultimately, hey, apparently it's a good thing that Jeff stores explosives and a heck of a lot of fireworks. And Sarah still has her doubts and blames the doctor again, but this leads to one of the pep talks a certain Time Lord can make. We help each other, we get it wrong again. We improve, and ultimately, we succeed. Because this is the part of being alive, and it's better than the alternative. Aw, that's almost sweet. Yes! (laughs) We go back to Yaz and her getting upset about the doctor pushing her away, and that's when you... See Dan, look at her like side eye, look at the doctor, look at yes, look at the doctor. <laughs> doctor yep. runs off and he's like, Why haven't you told her? And I love Yaz like, what are you talking about? It's like really? He he had the really yeah. face. Yes, he did. <laughs> Tell her how you really feel about her. And yeah, a companion falling for the doctor. There's been hints here and there, but it's never gotten to this point. Right. And, she- and the fandom is all in a tizzy, just loving that it's finally coming out. Eventually, Yaz does admit it. And I love that Dan's like, I was with you for what, what do you say, four years? Five? I don't even remember how many years. It was. Yeah. And he's like, I know, but she doesn't know because what was it? A good hearted weirdo. They don't, they don't pay attention. Right. <laughs> and it was kind of sad because you see like tears forming in Yaz's eyes. And this apparently is a pretty big shock to herself because she actually says, I've never told anyone. I've never even told myself. Right. And that's a pretty big step. And I have to congratulate them, though, that they did it in a way that wasn't like shocking or like over the top. Right. It was just. I agree completely. Yeah. It just like it felt natural. Like somebody sees something in you that you don't and they're not like, oh, my God. Why didn't you? And it's no, I mean, that's not how friends do things. And that's why it's like, okay, you know what? I liked how they had Dan just kind of like, I can see it. Yep. And I mean, is it real? Is it not? So I think it was a pretty big step. And I love the way they did it. Although (laughs) you think, okay, well, the doctor doesn't know. She doesn't really. It feels like she doesn't really understand some things, even though she does understand things. And I know that's how they write her off as being like the weirdo. But we don't even get to have that moment because right. there's Daleks there and they're like, behind you. No, behind you. And I, I didn't get, yeah, don't move. They're not T-Rexes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can see you even if you're not moving. <laughs> but they get zapped and next go around. Yeah. 
like doctors giving me orders and Dan tries to get the doctor to know what's going on, but she won't listen. And she even right. did this thing, which I don't know if you caught it, hiding her face with her hair, which is not easy to do with short hair. Right. But she like hit her face so she didn't have to like look at him. Right. And she, you know, of course she's got other things to worry about, but it's like, hmm, okay. So it's like she does know something. And of course the subject's going to come up if and when Yaz confesses her feelings for her and will the doctor actually reciprocate. But like you said, it may be when it's out of time. Right. <laughs> Either Jazz is stuck in a situation she can't get out of or it's time for the doctor to regenerate. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, it happens so much. I'm not exactly surprised because I feel no. like the doctor has had just a string of bad luck. The only one that was good was with River. And then look at how that was when it was backwards. I will tell you, I watched right. the, li the library episodes recently and I was still bawling. Like, oh. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the doctor does stop the Daleks. Woohoo! Through some creative misdirection and a whole lot of explosives. It destroys yeah. the building, the time loop, and the Dalek. And hey, look at the TARDIS is almost good as new, though. Before they leave, Yaz tries to ask the doctor what she meant by time catching up with her, which she quickly changes the subject and suggests that they search for lost treasures. Again, the doctor is putting off the inevitable, which I want to know all about it. Right. I need to fill us in. Maybe that's what the next two episodes will be, but I don't know. Could be. And as for Nick and Sarah, they are now on a long trip of their own. So apparently she <laughs> got past the with my mom. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm saying apparently they got past the stalkery three years, him just paying storage so he can see her thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting how this whole thing played out. Like I said, there was questions like I had about the Dalek about wait, how are they still alive? How are they move everybody moving so fast and I mean, ultimately, I'm like, okay, I like the episode. It was just like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. There's a lot of yeah. that happening here. So, Steve, why don't you take us? I feel like, again, I need an old time radio. Deeper <laughs> into the vortex. Well, was that the longest cold opening show's history? Well, Sleep No More and The Woman Who Fell to Earth both skipped the opening credits entirely. But I figured out it was 9 minutes and 17 seconds before the theme-tuned arrangement crashed in. So that's a pretty long, cold opening. That is a long time. Yes. It was Nancy Wilson's 1963 recording of What Are You Doing New Year's Eve that opened the program coming from the same year Doctor Who first aired. At one point, the Dalek said, I am not Nick. It very much was. Nicholas Briggs has been providing the Dalek voices since 2005. That's funny. And I had no idea about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Doctor Who was the seventh most streamed show on iPlayer in the UK in 2021 behind Line of Duty, The Olympics, Pretty Little Liars, Euro 2020, Silent Witness, and The Waterloo Road, which hasn't been on since March of 2015. Well, that isn't saying much. <laughs> now I want to know what that is. Yeah. The BBC say Doctor Who was streamed 41.8 million times. That figure isn't just for the current series. Every episode since 2005 is currently available, but it does suggest the important 
place the BBC still sees Doctor Who having in its drama lineup. That's a lot. That's a lot of streaming. Yes, it is. And I've got one more little detail. Uh-oh. Somewhere that got missed. <laughs> oh, is this the news you were telling me about? That right. You're going to drop Yeah, the knowledge. sea devils are back. <laughs> Looking hilariously true to their original 1970s appearance. We were also going to meet 19th century Chinese pirate Ching Shi. That airs in the spring, and then we will get the end of the Whitaker era in autumn. After that, judging by what he said to The Guardian last week, we'll have a whole year to wait until Russell T. Davies' second run at the show starts in November 2023. Oh, my gosh. And the question is, when will they actually announce the Doctor? Will we see the official regeneration, or are we just going to see the light and not see it until closer till so that way there's a huge buildup right well as far as i can tell right now davies has not made any commitment on any actor whatsoever so and we know that jody's already finished filming her regeneration scene so i'm assuming that more than likely we probably won't know Oh my God. We'll get the light from Jody, and then who knows when we're going to find out who the new doctor is going to be. Wait, so the last episode won't be till fall of this year? Yep. The last special is going to be in the fall. Oh my God. So we can't even get it. Probably a Halloween Comic Con or anything because that's in July. Yes. Oh, that's so rough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if it will be after when it starts airing again after Comic Con 2023. Like, if they'll sneak, because, like, Sunday's usually Doctor Who Day. Right. And I wonder if, like, if it's not going to air till after, but if they've announced it, if they'll have the new Doctor there. That'd be so awesome. Not yes, saying it that would. I know if I'll be there or not in 2023. Right. It's worth a <laughs> shot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, this is crazy. I love it. And I'm sad that we see the end of Jody's run. Right. Like, we know it's coming, so... Yes, and I know a lot of people have been back and forth about Jody only getting three years. Well, that's pretty much been the norm for most doctors is three years. Right. There have been some exceptions, but the majority of them only go three years. So now, granted, Jody's three years weren't consecutive. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, pandemic kind of puts a damper on things. So yes, it does. Not much we can do with that. Nope. All right. Well, if you can please rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about Doctor Who. Come on. I know you're talking about it. Get them into it. Get them on to our show. That would be totally awesome. We, of course, hope you're enjoying our podcast. You can go check us out over at www.fangirlzone.com. And you have our contacts page with all of the ways you can send us feedback, because there's a lot. For this episode of The Pod Doctors, I'm Steve, because it doesn't look very beachy to me. I'm Sean Fangirl S, and until next time. There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity.
for the next hour. Sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. 